All right, so this morning, I am so excited that I guys get to talk to you guys about something that, from God's Word that I think just might change the way you see God and the way you see yourselves and the way you interact with Him and the way that you, you meet with Him and that you experience Him. Because today, we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. So I don't know, uh, the last few years, I, I went back to school as, as, as an adult, which is always kind of an interesting thing. And one of the things that I was studying was communication, what was part of it. And what you learn about in communication is that there's always, there's two parts to communication, right? There's the speaking part, and then there's the hearing part, right? There's two parts. So for example, my wife is always speaking. Problem is, I'm not always listening, right? I have, I also have two cats. I'm a cat dad. I have two cats. Uh, we call them Basil and Francois. They're beautiful cats. I'm a cat dad. I love my cats. But when I call my cats, it's like a, it's like a 50-50 chance they're going to respond, right? Or maybe it's more like 70-30, like 70 they're not going to respond. Or maybe it's like 0-100. Those cats are actually going to come. Lewis, you know what I'm talking about, right? Those cats, they don't listen. They don't come, right? Speaking, though, hearing, hearing is it's communication. It's speaking and it's listening. It's both parts. Seriously, though, I believe that each one of us Want to hear, wants to hear from, from the voice of God, right? I think in, in every human heart, there's desire to hear from the voice of God. A lot of you are followers of Jesus, and that's why you're here this morning, because you want to hear from the voice of God, right? That's why we're here. But even if you're, this is the first time you've ever darkened the door of a church. This is the first time you've ever been here. You're not religious at all. I believe everybody wants to hear from the voice of God. How many times have you heard somebody say, like, everything happens for a reason? Who's heard that before? Everything happens for a reason. Like, who's said that before? Yeah? You're like, everything happens for a reason. And kind of behind that idea, even whether you're religious or not, is like, somehow the universe is directing my life. Somehow, there's something out there that's speaking that's directing my life. Because deep in each one of us is desire to hear the voice of God. That's in our hearts. That's who we are. I believe every human heart longs to hear the voice of God. So here's the problem, though. What happens when we don't hear the voice of God? What happens when we don't hear the voice of God? We've all been there, right? You're like, I want to hear God's voice. I hear nothing. Crickets. Nothing. What happens when we don't hear the voice of God? The problem is that we tend to think one of two things. The first thing we think is that either, remember, uh, communication is two parts, right? Speaking and listening. So we think either something's wrong with God or something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with God. You know, yeah, he speaks. He used to speak, you know, ancient times years ago through prophets and things, but maybe he doesn't speak anymore. You know, maybe, maybe it's broken. Something's wrong. God is not speaking. Or we tend to think the other way. There's something wrong with me. You know, God speaks to him over there, but not to me. He speaks to her, but not to me. He speaks to them, but not to me. When we don't hear from God, the problem is that we, we tend to think that there's something wrong with God or there's something wrong with, with me. The problem is that neither one of those views are correct. Um, and if we understand who God is, we understand that neither one of those things are true. If we want to know anything about God, all we can do is, all we have to do is look at Jesus. It says in John 14, 9, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. As we look at Jesus, so we begin to understand who God is and what is like and what his heart is. And listen to what Jesus says here in John 10, 10 and 27. He says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. This statement from Jesus clears up both of our wrong ideas because Jesus is the good shepherd. He knows us. We can hear his voice to the extent that we can actually follow him. 
He says, I'm good, and you're able to hear. I'm good, you're able to hear. Both of our ideas are wrong. He is the good shepherd. He does speak. We can hear his voice. We can know, and we can follow him. And even more than that, God is inviting us, and he's calling us to hear more. This morning, God is inviting you, and he's calling you to hear more. Listen to what he says in Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. He invites us, he calls us to hear more. God is inviting us and calling us to hear more. More truth, more wisdom, more revelation, more inspiration, all of it, because Jesus is inviting us and he's calling us to hear more. Friends, this is very good news. You see why I'm so excited? This is good stuff, right? I'm so excited about this topic because understanding this, if you don't understand this, you're going to have some problems. But if you understand this, it changes everything. God wants to speak to you more than you even know. He wants to reveal things to you beyond what you can imagine. The God of the universe hasn't stopped speaking. He hasn't stopped working. He is not silent. He's for us, and he wants to communicate with us today. The God of the Bible is inviting us and he's calling us to hear more. I don't know about you, but I want to hear some good news this morning, right? I want to hear some good news this morning. And listen, Jesus, Jesus only ever brings good news. That's the Jesus of the Bible. He only ever brings good news. So this morning, we're going to invite our senior pastor, Jesus, to teach us about how to hear from the voice of God and to hear more. We're going to take a look at a story here in Mark 4, but I'm going to put the story in context for you first. So Jesus is, there's this huge crowd that's gathered. They're there to hear Jesus, and they're along the Sea of Galilee. It's, there's so many people that Jesus pushes off in a boat so they can hear him, and he doesn't get crushed by the crowds. And so he begins to speak to them, and he's speaking to them in, in parables, which parables is, is it's like a story. And so at that time, what was really popular in Jewish culture, where Jesus was in, in the land of Israel, is that Jewish teachers would always speak in parables. And a parable was like a story, and then there'd be like a moral at the end, like a fable almost. And so everybody knew when a Jewish teacher gets up to talk, he's always going to tell us a story. Everybody, yeah, here's the story. And then they know there's always going to be a lesson at the end. There's always going to be a biblical truth at the end, right? So Jesus gets up and he tells the story. So everybody knows the drill, right? Jewish teacher gets up, he tells the story, and then there's a spiritual lesson. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. So Jesus gets up, he tells his story about a farmer sowing seeds in the field. The farmer says, you know, he, throw, he throws some seeds, they land on the side of the field, nothing really grows, the birds come, they, they take them away. Some seeds fall on hard, stony ground, they, they grow up for a little bit, but they don't really get anywhere, they die off. Some seeds fall on the weeds, and they grow up for a little while, and they get choked up by the weeds. And then some seeds fall on the good ground, and they grow a beautiful crop. At the end of the story, this is what Jesus says. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. What Jesus is doing is he's inviting the crowd to hear more. So everybody knows the drill, right? What's the drill? The Jewish teacher tells the story, and then he tells the spiritual truth. So Jesus changes it up. He tells the story, but he doesn't tell any spiritual truth. And then he just says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So question for you guys. How many people came up after the message and asked Jesus, hey, uh, what was that spiritual truth? Nobody. <laughs> they just went away. That was it. So, the, you know, the... The teacher didn't tell the spiritual truth. He invites them to hear more, but nobody takes him up on his offer. A little later on, the end of the day, everybody goes home, and the disciples, they're the one who ask. They say, hey, Jesus, what was, the, what was that story about? You know, you didn't tell the spiritual truth part. We all know that it's coming, and you didn't tell it. What, what's that part about? 
And so Jesus explains that the seed that's thrown out is like the word of God. Some just kind of falls to the wayside. The devil snatches it up. Some falls among uh, you know, hard ground. There's not a lot of room for it to grow. And so when difficulty comes, it dies off. And then he talks about the seed of the word that goes into some people's lives and and they're following, uh, they're following Jesus for a little while, and then they get distracted by riches and other things, and then some seed falls on good ground, and hopefully that's some of you guys. You've taken that word, and you've, and you've went with it. And then Jesus says this to the disciples. This is verse 21 of Mark 4. Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there's nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. And if anyone has ears to hear... Let him hear. That's interesting. Same thing he said to the group. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. I don't know if you caught what was said there, but this is an exciting passage because it shows us that God's heart is so different than what we think it is. God's heart and his desire is to reveal hidden things and not to conceal them. God's heart is to reveal hidden things, not to conceal them. He said, For there's nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. So often we think that God is hiding from us, that, uh, or he's hiding direction, or he's hiding things that we want to know. Uh, a, few, a few months ago, our high school and junior high guys had a, a hangout night here, and they, they're here all night long, and they would play this epic game of hide-and-seek, I hear, and one of our kids, I think it was Jojo, was high, like they couldn't find him for like two hours. Like he was, like I think he was inside the wall or something. Like, I mean, they eventually found him and he was half dead. It was so long. I mean, and sometimes we think that that's God, that like he wants to hide from us. Like he doesn't want to show us things. He doesn't want to reveal anything. But no, no, no. Jesus says right here, for nothing's hidden which will not be revealed. And we can get a really messed up view of God. It's a problem because we can get a really messed up view of God. You know, what kind of father would hide from you and not show you anything good? It's a really messed up view of who God is. Is that the kind of God we serve who's cruel, who's perverse, who takes pleasure in making us suffer? Jesus says no. It's more like, it's more like an Easter egg hunt. So who, who's a parent in this room? Got some parents here, yeah. So you've probably done this Easter egg drill before, right? So what, 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 what messed up parents out there, um, you hide your eggs so your kids can't find them. <laughs> Cameron, all right. Besides Cameron, everyone else. <laughs> yeah, so no, you're a, you, I believe you guys are good parents, right? So when you hid the eggs or for your grand, grandchildren or whatever, you hide the eggs, you fill them with good things, and you love to see your kids find them. You get joy and pleasure just seeing your kids. You want to bless your kids, right? You're hiding them so they can find things. This is such an important concept because it reveals God's character to us. God is not a cruel, perverse God who wants to hide things from you to keep you in the dark. Listen, our Father is good. He's gracious. He's kind. If you want to hear Jesus wants to speak, if you look for truth, if you look for understanding, you will find it because he wants to reveal hidden things. He's inviting us. He's calling us to hear more. But wait a second. Who does God invite to call and to hear more? You have to be in some special club? Good Sam club? <laughs> Kiwanis? I don't know. Who gets to hear? Do you have to be some 
super spiritual person. Listen, Jesus teaches and demonstrates here is really interesting because he gave the exact same invitation to the whole crowd and to his disciples. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He gives the same invitation to all of us. Whether you just walked in the door for the first time or you've been a Christian for 25 years, the invitation and the call is to hear more. The message is true. God's heart is to reveal hidden things to you whether you've never heard or you've been a disciple for years. The second thing that Jesus teaches us is that hearing from God begins with paying attention to what he's already said. Paying attention to what he's spoken to us in his word and what he's spoken to us personally and specifically. First of all, we pay attention to what God has already spoken to us in his word. If we want to hear from God, the primary way that he's always going to speak to us is through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. What that means is that the Bible is the breath of God formed into words. The Bible is the breath of God formed into words. So if you're going to hear from God, you've got to be in his word. That's where we're going to hear it from. So the Bible is a really big book. What parts do we need to pay attention to? I know there's a lot of stuff in the beginning that's kind of uh, interesting and there's some interesting stories and hard words to understand. There's the second part, which we like that part. That part's pretty good. What parts do we need to pay attention to? Well, all of it. And that's that part, the all part. <laughs> all scriptures, God breathed. Um, but I think we can kind of narrow it down to a couple things. First, we can narrow it down to what God has said about himself, about who he is, his character. We've been talking about that this morning. He's good, he's gracious, he's kind. But also about what God has said about us, about who we are natively, in our, in our natural states, and, and who our identity is if we believe Jesus. So we talked a little bit about the character of God already, so I'm not going to go over that again. But what has God already said about our identity in Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, If anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. If we're in Christ, we are a new creation. Who we are changes. Ephesians 4 uses this metaphor of clothing to talk about our new life in Christ. It says you take off your old things and you put on your new things and you embrace this new identity that you have in Christ. So let me tell you a little story. Uh, and remember, whenever the, the teacher tells a story, there's a spiritual truth they'll follow. You guys got the drill, right? This is good. You guys are learning. This is amazing. So my daughter goes to college in Alabama, which is very far away, which makes me as a father very sad because it's very far away. Um, and actually tomorrow we'll be packing up the car and we'll heading, heading back there. But when I arrived in Alabama, it's a foreign country to me. It's a different place. And what I learned about Alabama is there's two important football teams that you need to pay attention to in Alabama. There's UAB, University of Alabama, which is at Tuscaloosa, and then there's Auburn. So I asked a native Alabamian, I'm like, what am I supposed to, you know, which team am I supposed to go for? I want to make sure I fit in here. He's like, Bama, of course, roll tide, right? Um, so, yeah, if you guys don't know, that's, this is a thing in the South, okay? So I, I needed a hat, and because, you know, you see my head here. There's not a lot of coverage up here. I need some help, right? You know, I'm going to get burned. This dome is going to get in trouble if I'm out in the sun too long. So I had to buy a hat, so I said, you know, okay, I'm going to get my hat. I'll get my uh, Bama hat, right? So I put this hat on, and I was looking for a hat. Like, I'm just trying to keep myself from getting sunburned, Right? So I get my hat, and, uh, and I'm like, this is an Alabama thing. I'll go back to California. It'll be totally fine. So I go back to California, and it's like I joined some weird cult or something. Like, I'm walking down the street, and there's people talking to me. Like, this doesn't usually happen. People usually ignore me. People are talking to me like, yeah, roll tide. You know, like, coach, this said this. You know, the season was great. I'm like, what are we talking about? You know, like, I just a hat, you know. He says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You take off your old clothes and you put on your new clothes. We're supposed to embrace our identity 
in Christ. What, we, what has God already said? He says, embrace your identity in Christ. Put off your old life. Put on your new. Ephesians 4, 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your old former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes and put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So much of the New Testament is about putting on this new identity in Christ, about putting off our old life, about putting on Christ. If we're going to hear from God, we have to hear what he says here. He's calling us to grow and to mature and to become like him. If we're not going to do that, we're not going to hear much else because that's one of the primary messages of his word. I'm listening to this worship song by this artist named Brooke Poindexter, which is an interesting name. (laughs) But uh, the song says, come on, children of God, be who you are. Listen, children of God, God is calling us to be who we are in Christ. God is calling us to be who we're in Christ. It's time to grow up. It's time to pursue maturity in Christ. It's time to fully embrace our identity in him, to let the Holy Spirit renew our thoughts, our attitudes, our mind, our actions. So much of what God has already said in his words about embracing this new identity. If you want to hear from God, you have to hear what he said in this area. Here's a secret. As you make all of your life about embracing your, your new identity, you're going to hear more from God. As you're focused on growing and becoming like him and putting off the old and putting on the new, you're going to hear his voice. He's going to speak to you because you're in concert with what he wants to do. You will hear more. So we have to pay attention to what God has already said in his word about who he is and about who we are. And we also have to pay attention to what God has already spoken to us personally. A few weeks ago, we studied the story of Jonah, right? For several weeks, Pastor Rob was teaching us about Jonah. And God gave Jonah a very specific mission, but instead he decided to go the opposite direction. God said, go this way, Jonah. And Jonah's like, nope. (laughs) That's us, right, sometimes? Listen, what has God already spoken to you? What has God spoken to you? What has he called you to do? What do you know today that you need to put off? What attitudes and actions is God calling you to put on? Have you done that yet? Jesus said, take heed to what you've already heard. Pay attention. Consider what you've already heard. What has God spoken to you personally and specifically? Are you doing that? Are you pursuing that? We can run around doing all sorts of things in the name of the Lord, but if we're going to hear him more, we have to do the things he's called us to do. Jesus said, take heed to what you've already heard. Now, God has given some of you some very specific direction. You know what you're supposed to do, but are you doing it? Maybe it's to forgive somebody. Maybe it's to stop a destructive habit. Maybe it's to change direction in some area of your life. Maybe it's to start your journey of generosity. As we obey what we've already heard, we're going to hear more. God has called some of you to do specific things. As we step out in obedience, we're going to hear more. I would rather stumble and make mistakes trying to obey the voice of God than not obey him at all. Because as I stumble and make mistakes, trying to hear the voice of God, trying to follow after him, I know I'm going to hear more. And that's what I want. I hope that's what you guys want too. The last thing that Jesus teaches his disciples in Mark 4 is perhaps the most surprising. This is something that really just changed my perspective in the last several months as I was reading this. Changed my perspective about who God is and how we can experience him more. Listen to what it says in verse 24. Take heed to what you hear with the same measure you use, It will be measured out to you. 
and to you here more will be given. Whoever has to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from us. Essentially what Jesus is saying is that we will hear from God as much as we want to hear. Listen, this is crazy. We will hear from God as much as we want to hear. It's like, um, it's like God's, God's voice is like an ocean, all right? God's voice is an ocean, and it's never going to run out. And so whatever cup you bring, he can fill it up. So in my pocket here, I have something that I'm going to show you guys. It's like show and tell. You guys remember like kindergarten, show and tell? Yeah, I'm kind of still like kindergarten, so don't worry. Um, so we have, this is what I like to call a very small cup. This is a thimble. This was uh, my wife's like great-grandmother's or something. I don't know. It's a thimble. So if I bring this, this little cup to the ocean, can I fill this up? Yeah, right? If I come to God and I said, God, I want to hear from you this much, trust me, he's going he's gonna to speak to you that much. Now, if I, um, if I bring a bigger cup and I bring it to the ocean, can I fill this cup up? can fill this cup up, right? If I, I come to the Lord with a little bit more, I want, God, I want to hear more. He can fill it up. Good news, right? So um, what about this one? If I bring this to the Lord, if I bring this to the ocean, and I, is there enough water in the ocean to fill this up? Yeah, there is, right? So if I want to hear more from the Lord, just even a little bit more, can he speak more? Can I hear more? Because he's inviting us and calling us to hear more. Now, um, what about this one? <laughs> So I, I go to the ocean. This is a little bit heavier, but can I fill this up? If you want to hear more, God is inviting you and calling you to hear more. And he's never going to run out. He's never, ever going to run out. And this isn't, this isn't a condemnation. You're like, oh, well, I only have the thimble, so I guess God's mad at me. No, he'll fill it up. <laughs> or I only have the, uh, the little bucket, so I guess God is mad at me. No, that's not who God is. He'll just fill it up. How much do you want to hear from the Lord? He will fill it up. With the same measure you use, it will be measured out to you. How much do you want to hear from the Lord? That's the question for us this morning. How much do you want to hear from the Lord? Matthew 5, 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. If you're hungry a little bit, you'll be satisfied. If you're hungry a lot, you'll be satisfied. How hungry are you? How thirsty are you? How much do you want to hear? God is inviting us and calling us to hear more. If you want to hear more, there's a couple other really kind of practical things we can do as well. First thing we can do is you can turn down the distractions and the noise. You want to hear better? You turn down the distractions and the noise. Um, I was, believe it or not, when I was young, I had hair, first of all. I want to point that out. I had lots of hair. It was nice hair. Um, and more than that, I was in a band. So I had hair, and I was in a band. I was in a hair band, right? Uh, it was amazing. I was, in a, I was in a band, and I was playing music really loud every week for hours and hours. And trust me, let me, you young people, let me explain something to you. All you now I sound old. All you youngins, listen, standing for six hours next to a drum set is really bad for your hearing. So don't do that, okay? Um, so I, I don't hear that well. I'm only 40-something years old, and my my hearing is not that good. And so what I have to do is I have to turn background noise down if I'm going to hear things. And so like my friend Jeff and I, he's here today. It's hilarious. Like if we go out and try to talk and we're in a loud environment, we're like, what, what? Neither one of us can hear. Because we're both old and neither one of us can hear. Um, <laughs> so my question this morning is, what's the background noise in your life? What are the things that prevent you from hearing from the Lord? 
How much time do you spend listening to other voices and to other things? How much time do you spend reading, watching, listening to the news? News is toxic, guys. <laughs> Sorry to break it for you. It doesn't matter which channel it's on. It's all toxic. And it's all competing for the voice of the Lord. To talk shows, to music, you know, those are all, there's a place for that. They're good. How many hours a day do you spend doing that? What are, the, what are the background noise in your life that needs to be turned down? If we're going to hear God's voice, sometimes we need to turn down or tune out some of the other voices in our life. This is a question for you guys. What is the loudest voice in your life? What's the loudest voice in your life? Are you willing to turn that thing down or tune it out so you can hear more? It's in the stillness, in the stillness and the quiet that we're going to hear from God. There's a lot to be said for taking 20, 30 minutes, an hour, and being still and being quiet so you can hear from the voice of the Lord. The thing you can do, again, when you can't hear very well, is you turn up the volume. That's the other solution. Turn down the background noise and turn up the volume as loud as you can. Um, it's like my, my wife's grandparents, when you go in their, their living room, the TV's always on like 12, you know, out of, out of 10, because <laughs> they can't hear, so it's just blasting. We turn up the volume. Um, one way you can turn up the volume is by, is by doing a couple things. One is you maximize your absorption of God's word. You guys ever take vitamins? So uh, during COVID, one thing that people discovered was that vitamin D was really good for you. Like, how many people took the vitamin D? You're trying to, trying to stay out of COVID. I just read about this guy who almost died from taking vitamin D because he took like massive, massive amounts. He's just like trying to like, you know, just soak it in. But your body can only absorb so much of that. And it became toxic to him. Um, so if we are going to hear God's word, we need, we need to focus sometimes not on more quantity, but on more absorption. Not more content, but more reflection. What do you do with God's word when you hear it? Do you reflect on it? Do you think about it? Do you make a plan to do it? Do you talk to other people about it? Do you take a journal? Do you write out your thoughts? Do you reflect on God's word? Do you memorize God's word so you can absorb that and think about it? We need to spend time absorbing God's word. That's one way we can turn up the volume. The other way I want to talk about is prayer and fasting for just a minute. This is something that's interesting because Jesus would say, when you fast, when you fast, kind of the assumption was that we would do that. Fasting is just uh, giving up food uh, or drink or other things uh, for the purposes of hearing from God. But we kind of tend to twist this. We, because we're screwed up people, right? What we do is this. We say, I'm going to fast so God owes me something. Like, if I don't eat and I'm really starving, then he has to speak to me. That's the deal. That's not what it's about. We just fast so we can pay attention, so we can hear his voice a little bit more. And we wait on the Lord. It's kind of like I went, to, uh, I went to a restaurant last night with my family, and the waiter comes up and she says, what would you like? What can I give you? What can I do for you? And when we fast and pray, we're just saying, God, what do you want to say about anything? Tell me about you. Teach me about who you are. Teach me about your word. If you want to say something about my life, I'm here for that too. But I'm just here for you. I'm just here to hear you. God is inviting us. He's calling us to hear more. Fasting should be part of our life. So the question is, we're coming to a close, and I know you guys are, oh, God, he's going kind of long today. Um, what do you do with all of this? What do you do with all this stuff? God is inviting you, and he's calling you to hear more to pay attention to what you've already heard and to hear as much as you want to hear. This morning, some of you guys can't hear very well because you don't know the Lord. You're trying, to, you're trying to hear somebody you don't know. God is inviting you to know him and to hear him more. God loves you, he sees you, and he wants to be in relationship with you. But there's this little problem 
called sin. Sin is the darkness in our lives, the thoughts, the attitudes, the actions that keep us far from God. And the problem is it, it's, it's native to all of us. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And unfortunately, what you get for that is death. The paycheck for that is death. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ. God desires to take you out of darkness and to bring into you light so you can hear his voice. God desires to bring us into light. Jesus died for our sin so we could have life, so we can be in the light, so we could hear him. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the good news. This morning, if you've never heard Jesus all, you got to hear him on this point. Believe in him, become part of his family. But for the rest of you, if you've already believed in Jesus, God is inviting you and calling you to hear even more. Here's what I'm asking you to do. So if you have a piece of paper, which is some of you, or if you have a phone, which is nearly all of you, and you have that little note app, pull that up for just a moment. I want you to write this down. This is what I'm asking you to do. As a pastor, a sanctuary church, I'm asking you to do this. Set aside 30 minutes by yourself this week and ask the Lord this question. God, what have you already told me? What have you already spoken? I want you to think about that. What are the things that God has spoken to you? It could be about your life. It could be about your habits. It could be about, um, you know, maybe something that you're supposed to be doing. It could be about something you're supposed to put off or maybe something you're supposed to put on. Think about that. Respond to that and write that down. Just take a few minutes. You could just do it on your phone. God, yeah, I hear you on that. I'm going to obey you on that. Here's the second thing you can do. And this is like the bonus challenge. So if you, you want to do the first one, great. If you want to do the second one, bonus Bonus points, right? So this, here's the second one. I want you guys to uh, skip breakfast and lunch one day this week. Just pick a day. Pick a day. Skip breakfast and lunch. Not even three meals, just two. Skip breakfast and lunch. And just take that time to ask God to speak to you about anything. Now, most of you guys have jobs or other things to do. I do this occasionally. And fasting when you're, when you're working or where you're going to school or whatever is a little bit different. You have these little pockets of time. But when you have these little pockets of time, you, speak, you say, God, I'm here for you. What do you want to say? What do you want to tell me about who you are? What do you t- want to tell me about this world? What do you want to tell me about myself? What do you want to tell me about your word? Whatever it may be, God, I'm here for you. So I encourage you guys to do that this week. Challenge, bonus challenge. Think about these things. So as a pastor, my heart for you is that you hear more. More importantly, that you hear God's heart for us. In the band, you can make your way up here. I long for Sanctuary Church to be a people who hear more, that you just don't hear it, but you actually do it, that we would be who we are in Christ, that we would radically experience him, and it would change our lives and the lives of the people in our community. God is inviting us, and he's calling us to hear more. May we have ears to hear, and courage and boldness to obey. Would you guys pray with me? So dear God, we thank you that you are so good. You're so kind. You're good. You're gracious. You're kind. You're loving. And that you want to speak to us through your word. You want to speak to us even more than we believe. God, we want to respond to you this morning. In your name, amen.